0: Welcome to the Essential HR Podcast, where today I spend time with Mary Steins, Federal Tech Senior Manager at Crow, and we discuss how small businesses can be ready for year-end 2020, preview 2021, and even make a prediction on the ACC Championship game this weekend between Clemson and Notre Dame. This program is not intended to constitute legal advice and is for general educational purposes only. If you do need legal advice, please contact your own attorney. Good afternoon and welcome to the Essential HR Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Brian Gorman, here today with Mary Steins, uh, Federal Tax Senior Manager at Crow, and uh, I um, am very much looking forward to uh, spending time with Mary today and and talking about year-end and taxes and getting your small business ready um, for year-end. So uh, Mary, thank you and welcome to the show.
1: Well, Brian, thank you for having me. I think this is a great opportunity to talk to your clients and prospects on some ideas to get ready for the end of the tech year.
0: Absolutely. Um, Mary, why don't you start maybe uh, tell um, the audience a little bit about you, what you do and and uh, your role at Crow and maybe a little bit about um, about Mary Steins.
1: All right, well, um, I always start off with with this kind of little bit of a joke. I've been with Crow for thirty two years. Um, And Crow has a very young recruiting policy, so I'm only 39. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I have been working with small to middle market clients um, most of my career at Crow. And um, I work from a client consulting and tax advisory role. I like to think of myself as one of their trusted advisors. Um, I have about half of my client base is healthcare, and the other half is a mixture of manufacturing and distribution companies. Uh, I focus in flow-through taxation, which is partnerships, S-Corps, and their uh, shareholders' individual taxation. Um, And that's what my passion is. Um, That's what I do, and that's who I am.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. Well, um, again, thanks very much for your time. And I kind of wanted to get started. Um, you know, with 2020 obviously being a really challenging challenging year for, for all of us, right? Um, but when it comes to small business owners, um, and as we approach the end of the year here, you know, what needs to be top of mind um, for a small business owner as, as they approach year end and, and get ready here for the uh, end of 2020?
1: Well, I think the most advantageous thing that your small business and middle market taxpayers can be doing is having an idea of what their taxable income is now. So taking a look at their fixed assets, what have they bought? Can they take bonus depreciation, section 179? Um, and the PPP loan, we'll get into that in a little bit later yeah. in your next, uh, next part of the discussion. Um, and, and just having an idea, do I need to pay in some more estimated tax payments, uh, either through the corporation or through their personal flow through taxation? Um, am I in a situation where I have income going up And if that's the case, there's a safe harbor exception one where you want to have 110% of your prior taxpayer tax liability paid in. Or exception two, the things have not been as well for you as they had in the previous year. You'll want to have 90% paid in. uh, And that's paid through quarterly estimated tax payments and or withholding if you have payroll. Um, The last fourth quarter estimated tax payment is due January 15th of 2021. Um, so be working with your accountants and your tax advisors to have an idea of what your taxable income is now. Um, there may still be a little bit of opportunity to make any adjustments, uh, pay some bills, recognize some income, those kind of things. But uh, be prepared.
0: Perfect. Um, and I know you mentioned a little bit about uh, um, CARES Act, PPP loan. Um, I think Secure Act is another one that we we talked about earlier um, when we talked yesterday a little bit about uh, our show. Um, and then I think the T- TCSA, I believe, correct? Is that one of the- TCJA, and, Jay, and that,
1: okay. was, that was a monumental tax legislation. And um, that that's the uh, 2017 Act that brought in bonus depreciation at 100% and a lot of other tax provisions. Um, so so that's, that's really, it's not behind us, but it's certainly not new news anymore. Um, I think the big thing for businesses to be aware of under mm-hmm. the CARES Act is- the PPP loan. Okay. Um, so when your small businesses went to the small business administration and said, you know, I, I need some help. I need some cash mm-hmm. uh, to keep my business afloat and keep my employees employed. Um, they partaked in the PPP loan. Mm-hmm. And the intention of Congress was that this PPP loan was going to be um, a forgivable loan that was not going to impact their taxability or, uh, their income to where they'd have to pay tax on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was always the expectations and the intentions of Congress. Well, we asked for clarification on that and we got it, but it wasn't what we'd hoped for. And what happened in uh, November, I think 16th it was, uh, the IRS came out with clarification. Mm -hmm. And what they said was, they're going to respect the law as is. And the law currently written that they were referring to is when you have tax-exempt income, and originally the law was written for if you had tax-exempt bonds, for example, and you had expenses associated with that tax-exempt income, such as investment portfolio fees, you couldn't take those as a deduction because they were for um, expenses relating to tax-exempt income. So the PPP loan, the tax exempt income is still there. If you meet all the requirements that they asked you to do, mm-hmm. you apply for forgiveness and you know, your loan is not, um, something that you have to give back, okay? Um, but here's the glitcher that really kind of is a double whammy and threw everybody for a loop and the clarification was not what we expected, mm-hmm. is they said that the expenses relating to that PPP loan, are not deductible. So what expenses did people use with that PPP loan? They paid payroll, mm-hmm. they paid rent, paid utilities, they did what they were supposed to. Um, so those expenses are not deductible on their tax return. They don't have to pick up the income, you don't have to pay the cash back, but those expenses are not deductible. Um, so what if you don't know if the loans is going to be forgiven or not? Well, the clarification mm-hmm. on the revenue ruling that came out Um, said that if your intention was it was going to be paid back and you did everything right and you just don't have the approval from your bank and or the SBA, then you are to treat it as though it is a forgivable loan Mm -hmm. and the expenses associated with that are not deductible. You know, so what's that doing to a lot of small businesses is they're thinking they had a terrible year and an awful loss. Right. Some of them are turning around, they got taxable income. Now, the flip side of that is a revenue procedure that came out that said, if you did not meet the requirements and the loan has um, characteristics that it's going to have to be repaid, whether or not you have that approval from the Small Business Association that it does have to be repaid, again, your intention is to have that repaid. You have to act as though it's going to be repaid. And you then are able to take those expenses. So, you know, the problem that the double whammy comes in effect is this came out in the middle of November. Mm-hmm. You have got right. your money six months ago. Your intention is clearly well-documented in your payroll and what you've done in your books and records. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's kind of the, I refer to it again as the double whammy. It kind of sucks these um, small businesses and middle market clients to where, you know, they're scrambling trying to plan for their taxable liability in their year end. Sure. So um, yeah, good news, bad news on that. You know, good news is you got the cash, you don't have to give it back. Right. The bad news is you're probably paying a, upwards if you're the highest bracket, you know, 40% tax on that.
0: Mm, no, absolutely. Great information uh, there, Mary. Thanks for sharing that. And and I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, child education credits is a ton of you know, great opportunities here with 529 plans and ESAs and and the you know achieving a better life experience the able uh, accounts that um, you mentioned like yesterday as well you know what should the average taxpayer do um, prior to year end to take advantage of these opportunities as well.
1: Well, this is an individual
0: question. Okay.
1: Um, so th- the big thing that I think is the greatest deal out there from an educational expense side is the 529 plan. Mm. Um, you know, I've used it myself for my kids. It's a great way of saving for your college education for your children. Sure. And um, it makes it very easy when you want to start drawing it out. They can take the checks and they can direct it directly to the bursar's office. And if your your child number one doesn't at All it can go to file number two. Um, so, so there's a um, excuse me, I don't want to lose. Um, I'm more than I apologize. Um, oh, no worries. So, um, I'm sorry again, I can see you okay, still there, very good. Yep. All right. Okay. So got rid of that. I, I wanted to be <laughs> careful I did not cut you off as well. No, that's right. Um, so so um, with that being said, um, the 529 plans for Indiana College Choice 529 plans for Indiana, and there are other states as well that have similar um, credits available. Indiana offers a 20% credit. Mm-hmm. So that means you can put in $5,000 into your Indiana 529 college savings plan. And... You can then also get a 20% credit, not a deduction, a credit on your tax return. So that is actually a phenomenal way of getting money back into your pocket. And we talked about the TCJA um, opportunity. And what that means is they allowed you to be able to pay for your elementary and secondary educations. So as we're thinking about this COVID-19 and the mm-hmm. challenges that it's placed in, in um, the parents paying for maybe a private school or, um, you know, changing your elementary and secondary education, maybe you're paying things, you know, you're going through some of these um, uh, self- education where you're teaching your children at home outside of the school system. Mm -hmm. Um, You can pay for that with the 529 plan deductions. Um, The 529 plan, the um, money that is earned in those grows tax-free as long as you take it out and use it for your educational expenses. So a great, fabulous opportunity there for, um, you know, your children's education. Um, Any questions on that before we move on to the next one?
0: No, I think that that's, again, great information and uh, um, uh, just, just you know, very top of mind right now, especially with year-end coming up and mm-hmm. taking advantage of that. Um, now, maybe narrowing it down to, you know, one thing that a small business owner needs to do maybe today, uh, you know, right now, you know, to ensure success for them mm-hmm. uh, as they, as they, um, you know, with two weeks, left, we're recording here on December 15th with, you know, two weeks left until the end of the year. Um, you know, what, what would be, you know, maybe, maybe one or even two things that, Hey, you know, your end's approaching fast. What can I do today to ensure that I'm, I'm ready? ready Okay.
1: Well, there's, there's a, an adage in real estate that says location, location, location. And I document documentation, documentation, documentation Mm -hmm. is your best recommendation for a small business. Um, when it comes to your audit protection, again, if your records are clean, your agent's not going to be digging into anything. If your records are a mess and disaster, your agent's going to be digging into some things if you are audited. Um, so I think that's the, that's the first and foremost thing I believe. And I go back to what I talked about before with you know, being planned and being ready for it um, with regard to knowing what your tax liability is ahead of time and being able to make some plans accordingly. Um, and then if you're the individual side of it, there's an array of things that you can talk about from an individual perspective. Um, the, the 401k deferral, if you're not maxing that out mm-hmm. and making sure that your employers match is part of your benefit package, uh, you're, you're taking away some taxable fringe benefits that, or that, that you should be, you should be partaking on. That's part of your compensation. hmm so, so make sure you're participating in that. Your 529 plans, again, were one of the things that we talked about. Yep. Um, and, and then on an individual standpoint, we don't really know what's going to happen with the um, Senate race right now. Right. Um, right. If, if Georgia pre- pre- you know, prevails and the Republicans maintain control over the Senate, um, some of Joe Biden's proposals are going to have some difficulty getting through.
0: Um,
1: sure. If the Democrats have control over the House and the Senate and the White House, um, there's some sweeping tax proposals for Joe Biden's president elect Joe Biden that we will see some of those things come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they make it retroactive to 1 1 of 21, we don't know.
0: Okay. And that leads to the, to the, the, um... Uh, additional question here about that when we talk about, you know, a new administration in, in small businesses being prepared for, for that. And it's hard to have a crystal ball, right. To kind of see what the future is going to bring, but, you know, maybe in your opinion, you know, what should a small business be prepared for with a new administration, you know, taking um, control here in, in January?
1: Well, there are a lot of things that are in his proposals to change. And from a small business perspective, um, the corporate C-Corp tax rate is looking at going up a little bit from 21 to 28%. Um, and the flow-through deduction on the 199A, the manufacturing deduction, or part of the TCJA that made the corporate tax equivalent in, in Congress's mind to the flow-through at an individual level, um, that's looking at potentially being eliminated. Um there's, there's all sorts of energy incentives and proposals out there. Um, I also believe there's some discussion on retirement plans where the deduction will go away for the corporation's contribution in lieu of a credit for uh, lower income individuals. Um, there are tons of, of changes out there. Um, and I'll speak with a couple more in, from a high individual net worth that, um, you know, if you are fortunate enough that you have a million dollars in taxable income, um, Joe, President-elect Joe Biden's proposals are to tax your ordinary income capital gains and qualified dividends uh, at the ordinary income rate, mm-hmm. and then also taxing them with the NII investment income tax rate, that's the 3.8%. So for those earning over a million dollars, you could be forced to be paying 45% almost on your portfolio income. Uh, for individuals earning more than 400,000, the Medicare FICA limitation um, stop, it stops. It's taxed at the 7.65% when you're over 400,000. So as a payroll company, that's something I'm sure your firm is watching very closely to see if you've got to reprogram some of your your software for that. Absolutely. Um, so there are tons and tons of resources out there. If you go to www.crow.com mm-hmm. and register for our push emails, we have had a scorecard election series. Yes. That has just gotten phenomenal reviews.
0: Very well done. Yep.
1: They are out there. You can, you can download them. They're free for the taking. They're easy to read. Mm-hmm. um just had a webinar yesterday for about uh, it was one to about four o'clock in the afternoon discussing all this so um i would expect in a short time frame that to be available on our web page as well a lot of great resources out of there a lot of things changing um and with tax there's never anything is a there's not such a thing as a tax cut it's just really tax appropriation sure take it in the left hand puts it in the right hand from and and just redistributes what's out there. So um, that's what I would encourage your listeners to do is Mm -hmm. to, you know, be informed um, and and ask questions. Um, If if you don't get the answer that you're looking for from your your current provider, um, you know, let me know. I'm more than happy to, to help out and answer any questions anybody might have.
0: Absolutely. And and how would someone, um, obviously with the Crow website there, but how would someone get a hold of you if they want to reach out to to Mary Steins directly? LinkedIn? How, what's the best way to get a hold well, of you?
1: You can certainly do LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, my email address is very easy. It's Mary, M A R Y, period, Steins, S T I N E S, at Crow.com.
0: Perfect. Um, and I'm mean, going to put you on the spot a little bit, but we talked. Uh, um, a little bit about uh, big game this weekend, Clemson Notre Dame, and and uh, with the ACC championship. So, any score prediction from? from <laughs>
1: guys? Well, I'm not I'm not much of a <laughs> football fan on that. Although my my daughter and my husband were fortunate enough to go to the Clemson Notre Dame game and had yeah. a monumental time on that one of the games of the century, I think. Yeah. So. No, no predictions. But I, I don't even
0: know where to start. No, I will go twenty-one twenty Notre Dame, uh, just because. Uh, and again, full disclosure: we're in South Bend, Indiana, so we're <laughs> it's, it's in our backyard. So um, it's a fun time to to be a Notre Dame fan. But uh, Mary Steins, thank you so much again My for pleasure. your time. It's it's um great information and really appreciate our friendship and, and, uh, wish you a Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. And again, well, appreciate you. it very thank much. You. Thanks, Mary. Thank you.
1: thank you so much. And I appreciate you having me. You have a great rest of the day and happy holidays to your listeners. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode and season one of the essential HR podcast. I'd like to thank all of the guests who took the time this year to be on the show and look forward to season two launching in January, 2021.